Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Grzybowski and this is a Blind Entrepreneurship Bonus Episode brought to you by Pedgy, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision to profitability. Today's episode is all about why giving back is crucial for the growth of millennials. This episode of Community Conversations features Rachel Klossner, the CEO of Millie. Millie is a platform that matches people with nonprofits to help them give back in a direct and effective way. During our conversation, and directly with the conversation between Sakina and Rachel. Um, Rachel discusses why millennials should focus on philanthropy, things people need to know about running a nonprofit because it is incredibly difficult and hard, and how she hopes to gain more competitors in her industry. Overall, I think this is an amazing conversation and truly highlights the power of the millennial generation, which at some point in time will be leading our nation uh, and eventually the world. So. Um, feel free to give us one a listen. I hope you enjoy it. And as always, head over to tbeshow.com and drop a comment. If you love this episode, uh, go out there and execute your vision and enjoy the rest of this episode. Thanks for joining me on, on this episode of Community Conversations. Um, Rachel is the founder and CEO of Millie. Uh, so can you tell people exactly what Millie is and what the mission is? Sure, yeah. Um, Millie is a charitable giving platform um, specifically focused on kind of next-gen givers. Um, And our mission is really to empower young people to give um, where they care about, where they're passionate about, um, not just primarily through their peers, which is where a lot of um, kind of millennial giving is happening. So um, yeah, our mission is really to bring uh, nonprofits and young people together. Absolutely. And what is your background? Is philanthropy something that you've always been passionate about? What were you doing before this? Yeah. So I always loved giving, um, uh, like giving back, but I wasn't good at it. I would always like give through my peers. <laughs> um, you know, friends and family would ask on Facebook, do you want to give to this run walk ride or do you want to give here? And I would always give. Um, and I always felt kind of frustrated by how I was doing giving. Um, my parents always encouraged us to give back, but I really never thought about it strategically. Um, and then for work, I was always doing uh, startup stuff. So I always worked at startups doing software design. Um, and so this is kind of a marriage of my, you know, passion for giving, but also my like inept, ineptity at like, just, I just was not good at it. Um, and then also like just bringing design into it. So how do we get nonprofits to tell the stories in the right way, visually, um, and like in a very compelling way that will get young people to give. When you say you weren't good at giving back, is it because you didn't know what you were passionate about giving back to, or you were just doing it indirectly because you thought it was the right thing to do? Can you dig into Yeah, I just never really thought it through. I just like thought of it more as, I just never sat down and thought about it, right? It was more reactive. People Mm -hmm would ask me online and so I would give and it felt more of this like guilty gift giving I was doing and not, okay, these are the, these are the three or four things that I care about. This is, these are the issues I care about. These are the nonprofits I feel really confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I kind of wasn't doing it. I wasn't even thinking about it, which was the problem, right? It wasn't even like on my radar. And so we're trying to get people to, um, to help them discover, cause like there are one point six plus million nonprofits in the US. Hmm. It's really hard to know where to start, right? It's like if you even find finally decide like my cause area is going to be let's stop human trafficking, right? 
even that, even if you pick a specific country to do that in, right, you still have thousands of nonprofits doing right. that specific work. So how do we help people narrow it down and find the ones that fit well with what their what their goals are and what they care about and how they want to approach the issue? Mm. Um, and so that's what we're working on is how do we get, how do we use personalization to help basically personalizations like all that obnoxious stuff that when you go on amazon.com, they like know you're gonna buy today or know that you wanna buy tomorrow. Um, so we're, we're trying to do that. We're using that same technology to actually match people with nonprofits. So based on where, where we think they wanna give, based on their location and their behavior, mm. uh, we can actually serve up these matches. Um, and so that's how it works is we really wanna help people find the nonprofits they want to give to because it feels overwhelming, but ultimately like want them to be the decision makers and feel like they're in control and they're mm -hmm. deciding where they want to give. Gotcha. And then you talked about um, matching people with the things that they want to give back to. What other data do you collect for that besides their location? And how, like, can you walk us through the process yeah. of download yeah. the... So the way it works, um, the way Mil the Millie app works today and we're actually um, gonna be launching out of beta on November 6th with a much bigger platform in addition to this offering, but we basically match users each week with three or four nonprofits based on two things. One, based on their location, which is an obvious, like, um, an obvious criteria around, or preference point around where people like to give. And then the other big piece is behavior. So, we don't ask people, oh, which cause areas do you care about? Because when we were doing testing, we realized that everyone, if you would give people 15 cause areas, most people would select 13 out of 15. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was like, who's not going to check hunger and who's not going to check youth and who's not going to, right? You're going to check almost all, all of them. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to feel like an absolute obnoxious, like you're just not going to feel like a good person if you don't select all. Right. So, um, so we found that that actually wasn't good data and good data was really what came from where people were giving so hmm. what we do is we look at what pro what nonprofit profiles you're giving to on Millie where um, where you're clicking so what interests you um, where you're not giving and then based on that data we match you with more nonprofits and nonprofits you've already given to so hmm. we don't really want it to be oh let's introduce you to a hundred new nonprofits we obviously want to help you find the nonprofits you love, but if you donate to a nonprofit because you feel like this is awesome, we're going to show them to you a bunch of weeks later because we want you to continue that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not like a one-off thing. Like, let's just give and be done. So yeah. it's, it's this balance between like helping them discover great nonprofits, but also like showcasing the ones that they've given to in the past. Um, and we use that all based, we do that all based on behavior. Gotcha. And then is it a, is it a passive thing where it's like, or you put a recurring amount that will be taken every month or something like that, or. So we do it. So right now the beta, you, it's all proactive. So you, the way it works is you upload money into the app. So let's say you say, okay, I want to give a hundred bucks. You put a hundred bucks in and then as you get matched, you can give whenever you want. So you can okay. say, okay, I want to give 10 of the a hundred dollars here. And I want to give 20 here. Um, on November 6th, when we launch out of beta, you'll be able to set up recurring donations and do that all if you want to make it more automated. So if you find one, you're like, oh, I want to give $10 a month to this cause, you absolutely mm -hmm. can. Gotcha. Can you talk about some of the challenges you face just as an entrepreneur and finding yourself and finding, you know, your, your passion? Um, yeah, I mean, what challenges do I not face? Um, no, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, 
I think at the beginning, everything is so ambiguous. And especially for entrepreneurs, usually entrepreneurs are really optimistic, you know, um, people that just have a lot of vision for things, like they know what they want the world to look like. And so sometimes it's really hard to actually pick one path to no, it down because you're like, oh, I could do this and we could also do this and this all related to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it all makes sense if you're a team of, you know, 20 or 50 or a hundred people. But sometimes if you're just like two and a half people, you're like, okay, you have to commit. You have to pick one or two things to stick to mm-hmm. and try. And that's really hard. Uh, it's really hard for me. I'm <laughs> not great at it. Um, and so learning a lot about myself. Um, but yeah, there's definitely like a lot a lot of cool stuff to be done in philanthropy. And there are a lot of great, great people working on a bunch of the different issues. And I think there's not enough of us. Like, I almost feel like I want more competition competition, because it feels like if we can get more people to give and feel good about giving feels less like competition. So I almost feel like there's so many different ways to help people give. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our approach is one, you know, we're trying to empower people with, these giving accounts or what we're calling a giving wallet where you can commit a month, an amount of money up front and manage all your giving in one place. Mm. Uh, but some people are doing it in different ways with giving circles where people are giving in groups or, or other different varieties. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of potential for cool innovation in, in philanthropy. Um, so I'm just, I'm excited. I feel mm-hmm. like things are starting to heat up and in a really good way. You talked about what you've learned about yourself um, throughout your journey. What have you had to unlearn? Oh, gosh, a lot. Um, so my background's in design. Um, so as a designer, I think there's a lot that I want to do around design and product um, that is really challenging at the earliest stages, right? I want everything to look exactly like the mock-ups that mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. Want it to look kind of like what the vision is, the mm-hmm. long-term vision, right out of the gate, which makes no sense because that's not how it, how it works. Right. Um, so I think unlearning the like kind of design principles and like the the standards I had as a designer in the earliest stages. Um, so I still think that we have a very high bar for what products come out. I think our even our beta doesn't look like a beta; it looks like a fully fledged product. <laughs> Um, but still like there are things that I look at and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we released that. Does that come down to not being able to let go or like having to control things? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I think it's definitely a piece of it. One thing I actually have learned is I've been much better about letting go than I thought in terms of like giving people tasks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a bunch of interns um, that rotate through each semester and they've been fantastic. Um, and have been a huge reason, um, like why we've gotten to where we've gotten to so fast and I credit them fully. Um, so I feel like letting go of tasks I've been good at cause they've been great. So it's been easy to like give them stuff to do. Right. Um, but I think when it comes to design, I think I still have too much of a design focus. Um, and sometimes that's not, not always the best thing to have as an entrepreneur. Why did you think it was important to focus on millennials giving back as opposed to uh, any other generation? Yeah. So when I say millennials, I definitely want to include kind of folks that are just younger than them and older than them. Um, I think, I think um, Gen Xers 
definitely fall into this category. I know, I know actually a huge portion of our users are Gen Xers um, and Gen Z as well. I think we're more looking at folks that are just getting out of college. So there's like that 22 year olds, I think are actually technically Gen Z right now. So it's not like a set, oh, we only want 22 to 37 year olds. But um, I think the, the reason we're focusing on this age is because first of all, they give way more often than not to um, through their peers. So they do the least amount of strategic giving. They're super, super socially um, focused. So they're, they're impact oriented. They really want to give back. They have this passion for it. Um, so that's awesome. So like they have it in them. It's not like we're teaching them something new. It's just doing something in a different way. Um, and the other piece is, I think it's a generation that people love to, um, I think when you hear millennial, you think of something negative usually yeah. when you, you just know that someone's going to say something like, oh, <laughs> right? Like it's going to end with the like, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and I think that was really frustrating for me as a millennial, um, because I just felt like other generations might not understand us and we're, we're different because of the way we grew up, right? We grew up as technology was growing up. And so that's so much a part of us. And I think all the eye rolls are things that are just, that was our natural way of evolving, right? Yeah. As we grew up. And so it's not like we're worse people or better people. We're just different because of how we, because of the eight, like the years we grew up. Um, so I feel like, I think a part of me also felt like I wanted to prove to the rest of the world that millennials could give in a really impactful way instead of the eye roll of oh they just give all their money to like random GoFundMe's that are <laughs> unvetted and they don't think strategically and they just kind of like mm -hmm. whatever's the sexiest story they give to or whatever's on the news which there are definitely kernels of truth in in that but right. I think that's because nonprofits and there hasn't been an easy way to learn about nonprofits let nonprofits tell the stories in the same way GoFundMe's have mm -hmm. and all that so I think it's also a transparency thing too. like people are more hesitant to give their money if they don't know where it's going. And you hear stories about like certain, you know, bigger organizations stealing money or not, yeah. it not going to what it, it originally said it was going to go to like hurricane relief or whatever. So I think that's a, a big part of it too. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think a big thing that we're seeing is young people want to get to smaller nonprofits and it's hard to find smaller nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So I think that's because non smaller nonprofits don't have the capacity to market themselves right. in, a, yeah. in a broader way. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing like we did a lot of testing around same issue area, large, huge nonprofit that everyone knows versus small local one. The small local one will always, almost always get the donation over the big brand national behemoth from this generation, which is actually really cool and interesting. Um, and I and I think it's really hard to find those small nonprofits. So I think there's this disconnect where young people think of nonprofits as these like big behemoth, not right. transparent, money's not being, you know, isn't used in an impactful way. Mm -hmm. when, when really, I think there's so many great kind of smaller and medium sized nonprofits that young people would want to give towards. It's just hard for them to know about them because their reach isn't wide enough yet. So right. that's part of what we're trying to do is like help match them with these smaller ones. Yeah. How does, how do you show where the money is going? Like, 
if I give to if I've been given to this nonprofit over a certain amount of time, is the storytelling what is showing yeah. me the impact that my dollars have made or? Great question. So starting in November, actually, the profiles of the nonprofits will have two new areas that we're introducing that we don't have currently. One is around what we call dollar strength. So it's basically like how far your dollar goes. Mm -hmm. And that'll be like, let's say I'm girls who code. And I know that a one-on-one -on -one session of coding costs me $20. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one girl going to a week of camp costs me $500 and all those things. So those are actually going to be in the profile. So it'll say like, you know, $500 for one week of coding. And so you'll see exactly where your money could go and what does go. Um, so that's what we call dollar strength. And then another new section is actually pulling in the financials from the 990, which is like the form that um, each nonprofit fills out for the IRS. Mm -hmm. So that breaks down how much of their budget goes to programming versus overhead versus fundraising. Um, and so those numbers will all be shown and you can see percentages. So you can see kind of where that lies. And we're going to actually give out these badges if you do well in a certain category to help young people understand what those numbers mean. So like, oh, if you have a really high, great program percentage, so most of your dollars are going to your programming, you'll actually get a badge around awesome programming stats. So we have all these ways that we're going to try and help young people and everyone, really everyone. I say young people because that's, that's kind of our initial target market. But right. Really, yeah. this is for everyone. It's for everyone. It's really to help people find um, the nonprofits they love that are doing it in kind of the most impactful ways and the and the approach that they want to see. Gotcha. So, if a nonprofit wants to get wants to be a part of the platform, how do they actually do they sign up? Is it an application yeah. process? Or yeah. So we actually are right now. We have like um, a wait list of about fifty orgs. Um, but starting on November 6th, uh, we're going to be opening it up to uh, whole new batches and nonprofits are actually going to be able to clean the profile on the web with this really cute builder that lets them build out their profile in like under a minute. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be really, really cool. So that's a big part of our release um, on in November. Um, and so, yeah, so they should definitely sign up. You can sign up on our website, getmillie.com on our, at the bottom, there's like a little email capture thing. So people just fill that out. We'll notify them around um, getting uh, an application in once we launch. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is there anything else you think people should know or anything else you want to share? What are some of your plans for the future? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think in general, I think I'm super, super this last, like I, we haven't even been doing this year. Um, so it's kind of crazy to even um, just, it's been an awesome year looking back. Um, <laughs> I'm just so excited about the future. I think I, when I first started doing this, I was like, oh my gosh, how are we giving as young people? I think I was more like nervous about how we were gonna be giving going forward and just doing this for a year and just seeing how users are, have been using the beta and people have been giving and just talking to amazing nonprofits in the industry. There are so many great organizations doing just really, incredible work and I think I I just feel lucky that we get to help tell these stories because the nonprofit stories are amazing it's yeah. people that are dedicating their life to this taking huge pay cuts working really long hours mm -hmm. um day in and day out year after year right I come from the tech world and I feel like everyone switches jobs every like year and a half and I, so many of the folks I speak to in nonprofits 
have been there for 10 or 15 years or more and dedicate. dedicate their life to this. And so it's exciting to tell the stories of all the work they're doing because it just feels like it's um, stories untold. That makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. Well, thank you for, for sharing the story of Millie and uh, let people know again where they can find all the information they need to know about Millie and to get in touch with you as well. Yeah, sure. Getmillie.com, follow us on Instagram um, and download the app. And it's available November 6th, you said? Yeah, so the beta is out. It's an open beta, so anyone can download the app um, on uh, your iPhone. And then starting on November 6th, um, you'll also be able to access it on the web as well. So, and it'll be fully out of beta. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congrats on everything you have going on and, and moving awesome. forward. Um, and if anyone is interested in getting in touch with Rachel, we will tag uh, Millie in the description of this video. And this will also be up on our website and everything later and turn into a podcast as well. So thank you everyone for watching and listening and have a safe and productive rest of your day.